0: So welcome back to the All Things Strongman podcast. This is episode two. If you've not listened to episode one with Connor Curran, that should be up on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, whenever you listen to your podcasts. And it should be on YouTube now, if I've managed to get around to editing it and putting it up there and figuring out how that works, still learning this, this process. But we have another very, very special guest on episode two. He is the current ultimate strongman england's strongest man which is a a mouthful he finished third at england's strongest man he finished fourth at osg europe in 2023 he is the immortal grip wars champion the gods of grip champion the list goes on and on with this guy and i'm sure there'll be many more accolades to come in the coming years but it is of course paddy haynes how are you doing pal Afternoon, buddy. How are you? That's,
1: I think that's the nicest intro I've ever been given. Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd
0: get all the accolades in there as much as I could, um, and, be, and that really, done well. it's just running through last year basically, which is a bit of a was a bit of a crazy one. Yeah, I, I, I
1: really took... of well, you know, I've been doing, I've been competing for a while, but came, came out of nowhere. I think for a lot of people last year, so get to get to finally get to where I want to be, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, just had the
0: best season I could have asked for, really. Yeah, absolutely. When you listen to those results that I've just reeled off. And, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure, for you of where you want to be as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so 24's, we've got some plans, but just get out there as much as I can, just get competing. I'm not afraid to compete often um, and just just see what comes up, really, just right the way. But I've not got much put in. At the minute, obviously, we've got Brits coming up and UK's later in the year. But other than that, um, the, the diary's sort of open. So let's hope for some,
0: some big invitations and
1: some fun competitions, really.
0: Yeah, I hope a few promoters are listening to that. Paddy's up for competing. <laughs> if, if, if you want him, he's, he's available. I'm sure there'll be a few guys, probably from maybe the SCL guys, which I'm sure you'd probably enjoy yeah. competing at. There's obviously other competitions in and around the world, uh, which I'm sure your name will be getting touted around as a potential invite sooner rather than later. Um, But we'll just talk about last year going into sort of when you sat there in January, sort of planning out your year, what was the whole target for
1: 2023? Yeah. So I, again, I don't really set unrealistic expectations for myself. Like I'm not one of these guys that goes into a season thinking I'm going to go in and win every show. That's, it's never been me. It was sort of just get out there, do every qualifier I could. Um, you know, I qualified for SG, I qualified for both England's, and and then this new sort of pathway for giants that the England's strongest man that came up, and I thought, you know, if I can get to England, that's just that'd be a great end to the year. Um, and then obviously England's weren't even better than I was hoping, but that that was sort of the main focus: just get get qualified and and get on. Sort of the the rung of the ladder below where I've managed to get to was the goal. So you know, get get to Brits is just crazy, but, um, but I I wasn't like setting out like this this year I'm going to qualify for Giants Live. For example, it was just see how I get on and just just get better really for me Just get better at everything.
0: Yeah, I mean that England's strongest man obviously finishing third behind uh, Luke and Kane. That was quite a stacked lineup for an a. What is essentially a national show, which obviously yeah. it was an official strongman show, not quite a giant's live, but it was run alongside Britain's Strongest Woman. Being in and around that competition and being in and around that level of competition, obviously, I mean, Paul Smith has been a regular at Giants Live shows. He did make it onto the podium. You've got Matt Felix and a lot of other up and coming guys in and around England. Being in and around that show, how did you how did you feel, kind of going into it, looking at that lineup?
1: Yeah, it's still sort of surreal to me. But I think the main thing for me is I I never felt out of place. I'd earned to be there. Like I Mm -hmm. I felt, I just felt like I belonged there. It's really hard to describe, but like I just felt, you know, it was probably my the most stacked competition I've had to date. But it didn't didn't really faze me. Like at the end of the day, like I was still going to go and do everything I can. Um, I don't think anyone probably tipped me for the podium other than family and friends. So again like this dark horse sort of persona that I've got it suits me quite well because I go in um and and as well like I'm always my my goal is to be the friendly face of strongman like I I went I have fun I've made so many friends through it and I'm competing which is what I want to be doing like I've got that drive um but I can switch it on I think that's what a lot of people struggle with you see guys there like Stomping around backstage, it's like I'll never be one of those guys. Like, you, you, you've got to enjoy it, that's why you're doing it? You know, but um, it, it, it just felt right. It felt like this is what I've been working towards, doing shows like this in front of crowds. Um, and I'm normally quite a shy and reserved guy, but they
0: those sort of arenas I thrive, and I just feed off the energy. That's that's great to hear, and it's a great mentality to have to go out and enjoy it. This, as you say why why else do you do it if you don't enjoy what you're doing you
1: you put it's, in a lot it's
0: little... it's too brutal of a sport to do for fun <laughs> yeah.
1: as fun as it is like um to 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 just rely on results like you've got to just enjoy yourself otherwise you, you know that it, it's why everyone does it in the, the day
0: if you don't enjoy it why do you get up and go and do 3 4 hours in the gym every day it's mm. not a, yeah, it's exactly. not a, it's not a fun thing to go and do. There's much better th- ways to spend your time. So enjoying it is definitely a way to go. But uh, and, and uh, other other end of that is though, like I'm not I'm not going there
1: So like, you know, as long as I have fun, <laughs> like yeah, my mother would yeah. tell me, like oh, I'm going to win, but like
0: yeah. I'm gonna enjoy myself
1: more than anyone else there.
0: Yeah. You're going to make an account of yourself and do the best you can as well. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. absolutely you did. And now obviously you've either your way up to that Giants live show and Britain's Strongest Man, which mm. is absolutely amazing, and we'll we'll dive straight into that competition, which is coming up in less than three weeks now. How has the preparation gone? How has kind of how's your head, how's your mind going into it? Obviously, it's... yeah.
1: So, it, yeah, like you're about to say, there, it's a huge step up. For yeah, me, but um, it's it's gone as well as I could have asked. Really, I feel stronger than I've ever felt. I feel heavier than I've ever felt, which for me is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally sit about 120. I'm over 130 now. Um, again, I'm not trying to give give anything away, but like I feel I just feel good. Um, and again, it's just a it's a win win situation for me really, because I'm going to go get my name out there, experience the Giants live, um, compete against a lot of the guys I already know and I've already met. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm under no illusion that like I'm not saying I'm going to go there and win. Um, but I'm going to go and get amongst it. I'm going to mix the
0: points up, um, yeah. and I'm going
1: to enjoy every damn second of it.
0: Yeah, which it'll be very interesting because this lineup, I'm sure a lot of people will agree, is the strongest lineup for Brits, in, in mm. if not in a long time ever. Because you've got obviously guys like at the top of the game, like obviously Tom Stoltman's two-time world strongest man speaks for himself. You've got Luke there. You've got guys like Luke, well Luke Storm and Luke Richardson, who have have won big competitions before. Then the guys—I mean—I can rattle through the whole fourteen lineup, and it it just the amount of accolades between you guys is absolutely unbelievable. How do you feel being in and around that level of talent?
1: It is again. It's like it's—it's taken a lot convincing myself, like you know, getting over imposter syndrome and everything like that, but. At the end of the day, I've qualified to be there. I may not on paper be the strongest man there, but I'm under no illusion that I deserve to be there and fight against the best. And it, I've just literally like achieved what I wanted to achieve in the end. Now I'm in a position where I can just compare myself to the best, see what I need to work on. Um obviously no secret overhead is, isn't my favorite, but um if I'm hanging on on everything else, I mean there's there's four very good events from in there. Um even though you know people are calling this one of the heaviest giant shows of all time, um, I'm still going to be there to, to mix things up, and I just I just got no apprehension at all if that makes sense. I'm just going in all guns blazing, nothing to lose. Hopefully, win over the crowd, make everyone happy and proud that are coming with me, and that's all I can do. With it.
0: I'm sure you'll definitely win over the crowd. No, you're, you're great. <laughs> yeah. You'll be a great fan's favorite in no time. I'm sure. You talk about the the weights of of the Britain Strongest Man. Obviously, that first event, a four hundred kilo. You obviously got the choice of the three hundred and sixty or the four hundred kilo deadlift, yeah. which is it's been run at certain other shows. This choice based event. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time ever at a Giants Live that it's, it's been run. What do you feel? How do you feel going into that? And what do you think of the whole concept of? These choice events.
1: I mean, I do quite like it. It does add. I think anything that adds strategy is usually quite good. Like, um, it's, it it relies less on just raw brute force, and you actually have to sort of think. Like, <laughs> let's be clever here. But again, the, the goal, the goal is to not touch the three hundred and sixty bar, um, a full four hundred before. Um, so for me, sort of my head is now that we're going to go and double it or triple it. Um, and if I can do that again, be buzzing. Um, again, I don't think a lot of people see that coming either from me. But um, my deadlift's a bit of a funny one. So the first rep will always look, especially in a suit. First rep will always look a little bit ugly, and then I have this ability to just rebrace. And just after mm. that, I've got a bigger gas tank than anyone else there. I guarantee. Like coming from the marathons and stuff, like I just have this endurance, and it's it shone through at England. So like no one thought I was going to win the deadlift there. Um, trouble for me is it just tails off that a little bit quicker so when it gets heavier um, you know I'm, you know, it's going to stand out whereas if, if it was for some reason something like three twenty four reps I'd back myself to be be right up there but yeah. it's that sort of top end strength that's my limit at the minute but um, yeah it's interesting um, I like the, the Giants have also given us the option so once you've burnt out the 400, you can go back down to 360 as well, which, right. which isn't normally the case. No. Um, it's normally like you pick one bar or the other, so it, it just adds a layer of excitement, really.
0: That'll be that'll be very interesting to see, because obviously, if there's a few of you that will probably lift three, three reps, I'd say, mm. at 400. It'll be how much is left in the gas tank to go and lift yeah. another three, four reps of this 360 kilo bar, if that's even possible for you guys.
1: I was going to say, knowing my body, I think when I'm burnt out from 400, I won't be able to move 360 either. Yeah. But it yeah. differs from guy to guy, but that, that's my view. Like, just go um, and try not waste too much energy as well at the end of the day. Like, if if, if if a rep on 360 gets me three or four points, then it's totally worth it. But if it's to, you know, get another point, say, yeah. um, just get me out of the suit <laughs> as quick as possible. Let me breathe. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah, uh, um, that's, that's my
0: mentality yeah there's a few events that I can see being um, extremely close uh, at British Strongest Man Bag Toss is one of them if, sort of events I've seen so many of you of the competitors like yourself putting um, little training videos up I know you've got um, a nice branded little bar your hand strength yeah. bar for the it's Bag cool. Toss I know. I know I messaged you about that saying great branding perfect um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always got to appreciate a little bit of branding on there. Um, but another event that I've seen a lot of you posted about, I think it was the other day, there was kind of a big, um, for lack of a better term, a dick-swinging contest between you yeah, all. Who, probably, yeah. who, who could one motion the heaviest stone? I think you, obviously, I Yeah, think
1: it's... I... Um... <laughs> Luke Richardson started it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> blame I no. just... I, I, I'm just, I'm just so like that, and I know Kane is as well. Yeah. Um, Kane just had the advantage; he went to the gym an hour after I did. So. <laughs> Bastard! But no,
0: fair play to Kane. Man, that's a crazy lift. <laughs> it, is. it is. It seems like um, as soon as Tom Stoltman did, did it at World Tour Finals, suddenly everybody can one motion a 200 kilo stone, and it's like what? Yeah, it's old news now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: oh yeah. To, to, what I will say is to do it in a run like Tom. That is. Oh. Pretty next level, um, and I'm under no illusion that, that I'm rivaling Tom on Stones. Like I don't want to go and say that, but Stones has always been my favorite. Like I think it's the most strong man thing yeah. possible. So yeah, that, that, that's and and as well, my like I said before, like my endurance through shows is pretty good as well. Even with the speed giants run at, so um, yeah. even if my spine's hanging out, my muscles will still be <laughs> fairly fairly fresh. So um, that that. Normally, I get better as the comp goes on, so sort of I'd say stones should be good, good for me. But then, you know, every every bloke there's unreal at stones, so it's just it's just another catch twenty two. But it
0: is, um, it is. I feel like one of my favourites. There's a lot of guys that can really mix it in and amongst each other, and we'll be taking points off each other throughout that competition. I think it mm-hmm. might just come down to who who makes the least mistakes, really throughout the throughout the evening. Yeah, and it's like any comp, isn't it? Like
1: consistency is going to pay off, but I don't think, I don't think anyone, I don't think even Tom, I don't think no one's going to go there and win every event because no. you've just got specialists. now. It's, it's, we're sort of in the era of specialists where, you know, someone's a freak at bag throw, like Shane, for example, like I'd bet bet on Shane if if, if I didn't want to lose my money. But <laughs> again, it, for these guys that are trying to get on the podium, as opposed to Tom is just trying to be consistent, like, they're going to take more risks. Whereas like you saw last, I think it was last Brits. Tom just made sure of every bag and got second. Whereas like Shane really went for it and uh, did one of the best bag runs I've ever seen. So yeah. Yeah. It's risk-free reward. But us sort of, I I think me, Luke Rich and Shane are all very good throwers and we're just going to go out all guns blazing because, you know, you've got to
0: take a few risks and it'll be, you know, whoever delivers on the day best. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned a little bit earlier about the speed of a Giants Live show. It's always one thing that kind of comes up when people talk about their first time competing at a Giants Live show of wow, it's a a fast event. It didn't expect it to be that quick. You'll have had a little bit of experience, obviously, with the English drugist man being run like a Giants Live show. Do you Hmm. think that little bit of experience in that competition will help you kind of manage the speed in sort of Um, your first Giants Live? Yeah, it, it
1: will, but also it's just, that's the way I train like, um, always has been like, I train fast, I train heavy, like my coach is brilliant, John Um, we we didn't prep for, you know, a lot of guys will do a strongman event session on Saturday and they're there for four hours and for me it's like, I'm just going I just train hard and fast and it's like, you're not going to have these rests on, on comp day and I'm, I'm pretty switched on, especially on comp day, so for like Where we had uh, England's, we had Log straight into deadlifts. Obviously, I didn't do my best performance on the Log, so I was Mm -hmm. out near the front. Whilst a lot of the guys sort of stood while I'm recovering, really, but watching the Log carry on, I knew, like, it's not going to make a difference. I'm going to be out early. And me and uh, Ben Glasgow had the best warm-up on deadlifts. You know, it it was just like, just get through it. And um, that's what it's going to be like at Giants. I know it's fast. We're prepared for it. It's not going to catch me out. Um, It's the same for everyone. Like, just get on with it, really. But um, it's how we've trained for it. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty, pretty. (laughs) It makes me laugh when people get to these shows and they're like, "Oh, the pace really throws you off." It's like, yeah, but you, we
0: know this. Yeah,
1: it's 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 very well documented. The Giants run a very efficient show, so it's not an
0: excuse. And it's not like these guys won't have watched a Giants live show either exactly. live live or on live stream. So, yeah. or, or, I mean, either, you, you get a sense of how quick it is just from the TV show. I know it's a condensed version, but... It, it, it's, it's just why that excuse doesn't hold up for me. Like, if you're caught out yeah. by the pace of the show,
1: you haven't done your homework. That's Very, my... Uh... Yeah. But, I mean, it's an easy excuse, I suppose. Yeah. Like, but for,
0: for when I'm knackered after four events, <laughs> out, like... <laughs> when when I talk to you after the event, after the comp, you'll be like, wow, we are really quick. I'm <laughs> gonna bring this back yeah, up. Exactly, yeah. like, well, we'll just...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um just to kind of wrap up the talk on Britain's strongest man, um uh, yeah. I'm gonna ask you, I know you were like, I don't really want to talk too much about myself. Any hopes and kind of how you, you how are you wanting to kind of perform? any kind of inkling of where do you think you'll finish? Or I've got to ask. So <laughs>
1: um,
0: so my only
1: goal is to get a PB on every event. One rep on an axle will be a PB. Um, anything more than one on deadlift. It's a very boring answer, but if I perform how I expect myself to perform, I should fall mid-table. That's what I'm hoping. Like top top five, I'd be a static. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if I'm anywhere near the podium, I'd be buzzing, but... Um, that's the expectation I have of myself to finish in the top half. And I think I should be, um, as long as as long as long I do well on my good events and sort of damage limitation on Axel, we're fine. But uh, even that, like I'm, we're going in, Axel's probably the best overhead event I could have asked for, so it really isn't a bad set of events for me. Um, but yeah, to, to give a fairly boring answer, mid pack, like I say, that, that's sort of when I've done a maths and worked out, you know, if I if I come where I come, but um I'm not going said I'm gonna win this, I'm gonna win that because the standard's are too good to 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 throw accusations like that around. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna take it back to sort of away from strongman. Um a little little thing I found out. Um mm. Mr. Paddy Ains, you have a master's in forensic accounting. Yeah, that's a bit niche, isn't it? It's very niche. <laughs> I, mean, I was doing a little bit of Googling and finding out, maybe doing me a little bit of prep. I thought I'd, I'd best research you before I uh, come and talk to you. <laughs>
1: so, so, yeah, I've I, um, i, I I've always been academic, um, but we sort of, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So uh, a few guys in my family, like my uncles, are accountants, so it seemed like a good, you know, they were good. Like, they're doing well, they've got, you know, nice houses and families. So I was like, okay, we can go into that. and No expectation. Um, But really, like, university for me was just about figuring myself out, really. Like, obviously, I'd never stepped foot in a gym until university. Um, I was still running twice a day like an absolute madman. Um, um, And and the degree, you know, whilst it was fine, I got a good job afterwards and everything, but um, it didn't take me long to realise, like, sat at a desk – commuting like it it suits (laughs) it's not for me not for me at all like um so it was a bit of a hard a hard sell to my family that you know makes sense for me to step away from my pretty good job and yeah focus on lifting rocks in the garage but (laughs) it's um it's it's starting to pay off so it is that's my background yeah my degree and everything but um It was more sort of I don't know what to do, so I'm going to go to uni. Um, But uni was still the best four years of my life, like um, just one crazy blur. But um, I met some great people as well. So yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. I just thought it was something interesting that I thought. Yeah, I bet there's
1: there's not many other forensic accountants in the world of strongmen, but (laughs) there you
0: go. I found out that Connor Curran's got a uh, degree in law and Spanish, which is an interesting combo. That's niche. Yes, yeah. (laughs) So if anything, this podcast is giving me a chance to learn about the very interesting degrees and very unexpected degrees (laughs) that you you guys seem to have and hold. Master's degrees are just
1: for people that can't let go of uni, really. <laughs> it was good. Uh, yeah, it
0: was
1: it was good. And again, it's one of those things, it's on the c v it's never gonna go, it looks great, but am I gonna
0: use it now? We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> Probably it was, not. It's a good fallback if if anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So another big part of sort of your development as a strong man, I'm sure, and development as a strength athlete is um your fascination and skills in grip mm. you, seem, you seem like you know, you're very in with trying different grips uh grip events obviously i believe you've just recently earned yourself a world record yeah yeah exactly so it's,
1: it's uh it still sort of came from nowhere really the grip stuff like obviously um i've always had a good grip um i've Brought up on a farm if you ever have the opportunity to see my father's hands i implore you do because they are something of a legend around where we are just <laughs> enormous hands and i've sort of inherited the, the shovels but um yeah I, I, I sort of landed on my feet with the grip stuff because i, I actually had a good grip and i've never had to worry about it so i sort of assumed that was the norm um and then you know as i got to these competitions and you see guys struggling and you think um you know i've never struggled with my grip and i've never really given it training this is at this point so like i wonder what i can do if i do start training grip um and as i sort of trained it i was sort of helping other people out with their grips and stuff and it it sort of one thing fell to another really but now it's sort of become my goal to just know everything there is about grip help people with you know with forearm issues anything like that and, and just really build a niche for myself um with my coaching as well. Um, obviously I keep a little team of, of guys I do strongman coaching for as well, which are all brilliant. Um, but the, the grip stuff's really just come on um recently. Um and, and Shane from MST as well has been brilliant um uh, and really opened it up and that, that's sort of launched it forwards really. Um, so now I'm working with some of the best guys building grip strength, which is it's just really cool. But um it, it, it was never I never set out to have the best grip strength. If, he, if that makes sense, I just wanted it to be good so I never have to worry about it for Strongman.
0: Yeah, def- I'm sure it definitely helps with the certain strong- events on Strongman. I mean, everybody keeps going on about, oh, everybody goes on about Matt Felix, obviously the king of yeah, yeah. and his, his abilities, um, obviously records in Hercules' hold, until recently the Wrecking Ball hold, obviously Kevin mm. Fares taking that off him at, at, at the World's Strongest Nation. He, are these sorts of events that you'd maybe look at if they're ever at a competition, you'd like to try and come and test yourself against those sort of records that yeah. Felix has. Absolutely. Like that, that
1: if, if, if Giants put an event like that in, I would be over the moon. like my, my favourite sort of events are still like Farmers. Like I'd love just a heavy set of Farmers. Um, but even people don't like realise, but like even with um, Shield Carries and stuff like that, like I got a, the Ultimates record on the Shield Carry, just... But just having the wrist strength strong enough to sort of lock it in when you're just holding smooth concrete, like, it all plays in. And um, just having, like, bulletproof hands, it's is just a hack in Stronglander. Like, just train grip, guys, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it will help everything. Yeah. So you, you, you're you putting down your super grip down to, obviously, your family-owned farm, I believe it is? Um, yeah, yeah. Um... Purely
1: purely farm genetics.
0: Yeah. What was it like growing up on a, on a farm? So, uh, yeah, so we grew up,
1: you know, we, we never had, cause we rent the farm. So it's not like we own this lovely farm in the Cotswolds. Like it's all, so we rent this farm, lovely, lovely place. Um, you know, never had loads of money, but I just always had like the richest childhood. Um, mm-hmm. you know, kids would, my friends would always come to the farms play. I never had a games concert or anything like that. Um, didn't have a phone until I was, I don't know, in secondary. School. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I just, I never felt hard done by. I was just outside all the time, working, helping. You know, that there was never an option because it was just you and dad, basically. So, if something needed moving. I needed to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, stacking stuck in trailers of hay all this, at, like from a young age. So, it's farmers are just unpaid strongmen. I swear. Like, I, I still maintain. My father was one of the strongest people I've ever met. and he, You know, never stepped foot in the gym once in his life. Um, but it's just genuinely the best childhood you could ask for growing up on a farm. Like, you've got so much space. And that's why I ran so much, because, you know, we didn't have a sheep dog, so I'd be the one running around the sheep. And, like, yeah, just, just bliss. I'm a proper country bumpkin, but, um,
0: yeah, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I'm sure that... Working on the farm, obviously, being up and around with your dad, it's instilled a very good work ethic in in, you, in yourself. Mm. And I'm sure that's why you've gone on to academically succeed. But then obviously now physically as an athlete, you're succeeding because that's been instilled in you since a, a very young age. Mm.
1: Yeah. And, and, and like I say, like it, it, we weren't, it's not a big enough farm. That we have staff or anything like that. So you get home from school and then if there's an emergency, you go and fix it and, um, yeah, just, just always been that way from, from a young age. And it, it 100% does install a good work ethic. Like, you know, he's mid-60s now. He's still up at seven every day, going to bed at nine. And it's just like, it's crazy what these, like, this generation do. Um, and it, they're
0: just there's just no alternative because it's like, this is their life. Well, yeah, yeah. Nobody else is going to get up and do it for him, I suppose. So, Yeah, know. exactly that.
1: But it, it also has been, like, so he was very supportive of my running. He, it would be my dad that took me to races every weekend. Um, and now we've sort of, when the horses left, we converted the old stables to a gym, um, which has just kept expanding and being relocated. But um, and he's always been very supportive. We, if we need a bit of equipment, we build it, <laughs> um, as far as very typical farmers. So, like, we, we have a, I've got a standard throwing set up on the barn, but, When giants came around, and it's it's actually over four point six meters, which I don't think people realize, like how high four point it's near enough your house. Yeah, it is crazy high. Very high. high. And we're just scratching our heads thinking, how are we going to do this? (laughs) So yeah, we've now got an adjustable throwing frame on the back of a John Deere, which is which is mint. And um, you know, it's just stuff like that. Like it's it's this instinct of like, have we got it? No. Can we afford to buy it? No. Let's build it. Do you know what I mean? Like we've got some scrap metal lying around. Like how hard can it be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um. You mentioned your your running and obviously your other endeavours. Maybe as a younger 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 Paddy Haynes. Uh. Did you ever get to any sort of high level where you're running, or was it just sort of? Yeah. Flown?
1: No. The the running was pretty serious. It was up until university. Well, and through university, so I was like, I led the athletics club. So I'm, I'm sorting this cat out. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> I sort of. I was in charge of the Athletics Club the whole time I was at uni. And um, I, that was my passion before running. I was hopeless at sport in school. Um, you know, I was a waste of time on a football pick. So the PE teacher would just say, go for a run. <laughs> um, and I, I really wanted to be a runner, but I sort of hit my ceiling at university. And, I, you know, I turned up, I was 18. I'm just under six foot four and I was about 68 kilos wet through. So I was an absolute rake. Yeah. um and i moved in at university with these two guys did a bit of bodybuilding um so i started going to the gym with them um and it sort of took off from there but um and as i slowly got heavier i got worse at running but um yeah. i ran my so i've ran a double marathon i did that when i was about 88 kilos wow um and then i've run six or seven marathons national cross country stuff like that but um, I, I certainly was a runner, I, like, you know, like Mitch Hooper's the first to admit that he was a, uh, a guy that ran a marathon. He wasn't a marathon runner, whereas that was, that was my passion um, at
0: the time, which which soon turned on its head. Nice. Well, a very interesting background is that, and it seems like a lot of people are crossing over from different sports into sort of strongman now, which is, is nice to see. It's nice to see that sort of switch. Um, Looking at your other sort of events then, uh, other competitions from last year, would I just want to kind of talk about those, especially uh, you mentioned OSG Europe's. The fight back that you had to kind of do in that that sort of weekend is incredible. Obviously, you zeroed the first event with a log. You mentioned your troubles with the overhead, but then the fight back that you kind of put on in the next sort of two and a bit days in the next sort of five events... Incredible to then finish fourth.
1: Oh yeah, it was it was one and, and a point off third as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, so that was a real turning point in my career, I think. That comp because it I mean, so easy after day one. I I, I zeroed the log um, and then the yoke was four hundred and twenty, which was far ahead than I'd ever done. I think I came stick or seventh in that. Um, so an absolute stinker, day one. I was stone dead last. And that's just suicide <laughs> jump. Um, so so then, but even on the day, like I'd sort of prepared myself for that. Like worst case scenario, I don't get in the log because um, it was heavy for me at the time. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, I'm, I know people sort of have me down as a great yoker, but I've never been brilliant at yoker. I'm great mm. at farms, but yoke I've always sort of, I've not struggled. I'm very quick up to about 360, 380. And then as soon as you're over that 400 mark, it's it all gets a bit wobbly. But yeah. So I sort of prepared myself for it. It just it was the worst case scenario, really. So I, I wasn't sort of shook. I wasn't embarrassed. I was like, you know, that's my day one. We were sort of expecting it. Day two and day three four of the best events you could ask for. So let's just just see what I can do. Um and you know, it's 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 just exactly the same. It's just another thing I've never I've had installed in me, never give up, you know, just fight back harder. Um and just just don't stop until that the, the final bell's rung. And like mm-hmm. any comp, I think the majority of my points have come from the last two events. I don't think I've been beaten on a last event for a long time because it's either mm-hmm. stones or power stairs. Um and they're both phenomenal for me. <laughs> um so that seems to happen a lot in so comps. I've sort of got used to, okay, I didn't do great on overhead or I hadn't done great on this, so I'm going to go out sooner. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I'm damn nearly one, three events out of six. So I think I was 0.02 off of Oscar on the yeah. sandbag medley, which, you know, fair play to the bloke. He's an absolute freak of an athlete. So, he is. yeah, I, I I was very, very
0: proud of, uh, especially that day three, just a yeah. perfect storm. Yeah, I remember watching kind of from the from the sidelines. Obviously, I'd heard your name mentioned a lot in and around the scene. Obviously, we're, we're quite excited to see how you are going to go. And um, mm. yeah, that day three were incredible—the fight back and obviously winning those two events. It's it, and it to be fair, it was a, a strong field in itself. Oscar Zielkowski, um, Andre Feisch, too, uh, who's obviously gone on to perform at Giants Live, and he's been announced at. Mm-hmm. Um, Europe's strongest man, Uh, Adam Ruskowski is obviously another talented Polish athlete. But then, even, I mean, I'm going to rattle off names. Ryan Bennett was there. He's openly admitted he was disappointed in his performance, but he was England's strongest man in 2022. So, (laughs) finishing fourth in that field is no detriment to yourself and nothing against yourself at all. So, I feel like you did well. That was another one where I sort
1: of uh, I had Ryan as the target, I can't lie. Um I've always got Flynn as a target because me and him have just had so many rivalries. Um so I was thinking to myself, like, if I beat those two, and obviously Tom Place as well, like yeah, I mean what a static monster that bloke is. Yeah. So I was sort of thinking, where it's a heavier combo, if I'm beating those three guys, like that put me as one of the best guys in England. Um and you know, you can't control what the the, the European guys do because you just, you just can't read them like no. they, they're playing me like a fiddle on the deadlift I am um, <laughs> not sure how much you want to go into it but like Oscar was warming up with 280 and hitching it like it look really hard Yeah. Um, and then he just tears through this deadlift medley pulls Indeed. 360 mixed with it so yeah it's just like it's just these things you just learn you just pick up strategies and um, like another thing he did on the lock, like in the warmups, he loaded the log and then just sat next to it and watched everyone else warm up. <laughs> I and mean, it was such a weird environment. But, um, yeah, so all these mind games go on that you don't even oh. think about. But, um, I'm pretty good at not being sucked into that sort of thing. Like, I'm just too, like, I think I annoy people because like my first England's where, um, who won it? Ben, Ben Williams, Did Ben win? And then Kane. I can't remember, but, um, a the fit expert. Oh no, it's when Ryan Bennett won. Yeah. Um, and everyone was just like so switched on. And I was just skipping around the arena, like laughing, like and then you know, when the time comes, I'll switch the flip. Yeah. Flip the switch, sorry, and, and I'm gone. But like I just have this like you, you can't get in my head because there's nothing going on there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a
0: bad one, not a bad thing to have, <laughs> is it? Um Exactly. Looking sort of further ahead then into 2024, you mentioned it earlier. You've got UK's strongest man coming up. Yeah. Obviously, being ultimate strongman's England's strongest man automatically qualified you for that. So, that I believe is around May time. What to say? Um, early June, I think. Early June. So, it's down in Cardiff. I know that this year they've moved it from Nottingham, it's down in Cardiff this year. Are you looking to go down, lay a marker down and win that? Obviously, Paul Smith's the two time reigning UK strongest man. Um, he'll he'll have the big target on his back for everybody to go and beat. Um, how are you feeling ahead of that competition and your goals for that competition?
1: Yeah, so so Ultimates England's like really like I didn't go into that thinking I was gonna win to be fair, because I hadn't trained for it. So it was around other comps and it was like, you know, will go, it's a great chance of publicity. Um, and yeah, had a, had a really good day, so the troubles with UKs is there's more events so there's more they can throw at you um, so it, it entirely depends on events, there's there's a good amount of events that Paul, for example, won't be able to touch me on, um, and there's a lot of events that I can't touch Paul on, so um, you've also got guys like Cal Crozier going, who is just terrifyingly strong at the minute, um, but UKs will be very different to Brits in my mentality. Like, Brits is just a learning curve, you know, get some publicity and, and just prove myself, whereas um, UKs will be going, to, going with that trophy in mind
0: 100%. Yeah. Which it is it's great. Um, just before, we've got a couple more questions, but I just want to bring up the um, little bit of publicity you've had recently. <laughs> Landing yourself on Sport Bible, I believe, or Lad Bible, one of the two. Well both, yeah. And it's gone absolutely crazy, you flipping a, a car. Yeah, I know. This is this is
1: another thing, right? Like so these people that say like you shouldn't compete I can't attack me to um <laughs> all the time, like it it's absolute rubbish because I I went there because this car flip was in. I'm also great friends with the guys at Barbell Division who hosted yeah. it. Um, they support my competition, so, you know, I was doing my bit, helping those guys out, um, and also got to train with a, load of, like, compete with a load of my good friends as well, so it was good fun. But, yeah, I don't think anyone saw it coming. Like, it's just blown up. It's absolutely crazy. It's, crazy. Um, it, it's gone wild on – it first went wild on Facebook, so it got yeah. about 2 million views, which is – I say that because it was nothing now, but at the time, like, my videos got a few thousand here and there. Yeah. Um and I was like, oh, strange. Maybe it's just this Facebook. You know, I, I don't. I barely use Facebook. I don't think many of us do now. Like my my face sort of go on there from Instagram. Um, and then it slowly started taking off on Instagram, and then it just got huge. of sort of went from about seven thousand followers to about six, I think about sixteen thousand now. Like wow. since that video went out, and it's all credit to that one video. Like, uh, but. It's, I, I don't know. I, I really, I don't have an answer for people saying like, oh, what did you do? Like, I just posted a video. Exactly the same as all my other ones. Um, and something was clearly right about it. I think, hmm. I think the controversy is honest.
0: Yeah. Which a lot of people seem to have, yeah, I seem, there were a lot of people supporting. I feel like there's also been a lot of people questioning it and jumping on the back of it and trying to yeah. almost put, the achievement of flipping a car down a little bit. Exactly. You
1: know, like if if you, if you read these comments and let them get oh. to you, this is another paddy life lesson. Like just, <laughs> just learn to laugh at these things. Cause like they're you guarantee they live in their mum's basement and they've never lifted a dumbbell in their lives. Like just laugh it off. Cause you know, me and my friends, they, they'll always show me the funniest ones. And it's like, you know, like if you, there's people out there, like they're going to read this. Like if it was their post, it would really get them down, and see why social media can be this bad thing. But yeah. um, for me, and like I think it annoys my family, like my mum <laughs> more, more than me. And it's like, mum, they don't know what they're talking about. But it's, it's had just, it's just the way it's had a thousand people comment the same thing that confuses me. Like yeah. I think like they just see oh, someone else has covered this. I probably don't need to tell them there's no engine in it. But we all laugh about it. And it's like, yeah. it's the comments that have driven it. So, at the end of the day, they're doing me a favour. Exactly. Um, let them let them crack on because it's it's no sort of skin off my back. But um, the the latest is it's sort of caught on YouTube now because I put it up on YouTube. It, it got a few views, but that's just blown up overnight as well. So it's got about thirty five million on YouTube now. Wow! Um, and it's it's gained me a load of subscribers on YouTube. So it's all you know. There's no bad press and all that. It's all all good press. But it, you you've just got to learn to laugh at yourself every now and then. it will be like. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't ask for it, but it's not a bad thing. It's going to help me in the long run. and Definitely. It's just wild. Absolutely
0: crazy. Yeah, it's going crazy. So does that mean we'll see a few um, more YouTube v- uh, videos from yourself? Yes, yeah. So so
1: basically this last couple of months, I've just been so busy, obviously with a heightened workload with coaching, which is brilliant. It's what I want to be doing. I'm very happy and everything. So it's just taking a back seat, but yeah. um, I've sort of got the equipment ready to go and stuff, getting bricks out of the way, I think um because it, it's it's such a balance because for me like taking a camera into my training and then w- worrying about making a video for other people it's not right at this point like I need to focus on I, I, I couldn't willingly go to Brits knowing that I could have trained harder but I was trying to get a tripod set up um again I've come from a farm I'm not very technical I'm technology gifted so um it's just I'm throwing everything into this Brits prep. So once Brits is out of the way, my life will calm down a bit, and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can just put some fun videos together. I think I think that's the, the secret to, to a successful YouTubers like training videos are great, but you know they they have a
0: have an expiry date because you know it's only so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that we've we're kind of both involved in. Is we are both sponsors of a British, Britain's strongest man under 120 kilo for 2024. Mm. Saw your logo there, it's the first thing I've ever sponsored with all things strongman. Uh, Definitely wanted to support Ben Joyce and Dale and the efforts that they go to put in on that competition. It's definitely a division that needs a lot more love. It's, I believe, a division that you finish uh, or a competition you finished was it third in, in 2021? The first ever, yeah. The first ever. I saw Dale put the picture up today, a very skinny-looking Paddy Ains there in third place with his, his little trophy. Uh, a great
1: story as well. Dale, Dale was meant to have someone from Ireland competing because obviously it was Britain. So, um, and then when they pulled out, decided that I would then represent Ireland yeah. because my name's Paddy. Um, so this is where this sort of joke's come from. It's why I'm in a green T-shirt and that and there. I love Dale to bits. He's brilliant, but uh, that's that's sort of stuck with me as well. That I get a load of people saying it in Ireland. I think Giants even put it on the website very shortly <laughs> before it was corrected. And like, yeah, just, just just you know another thing that I'd just laugh at. But yeah, that, I've got Dale to thank for that one.
0: Yeah, I have I have heard that story. I think I put something up. I think around uh, when I was doing a bit of spotlight on the athletes doing uh, OSG Europe's. Um, Dale and Ben both kind of put something up about oh, wrong flag. is Irish, and then <laughs> yeah, exactly. Th- th- yeah, think Dale sent me a voice note just saying, "Oh, it's an in joke with us." Just, <laughs> but, but, just explaining. At explaining
1: the, the end of the day, like everyone, you see it all the time in videos. Like strong men say, you know, oh, I, w- I just want to do my bit to grow the sport. But like, how much more can you grow the sport and introduce a whole new weight category? Yeah. Um. So I just think fair play to them, like, I wish them all the best. I've got so many pals doing the 120s. Um, I could probably still get there myself if I had a yeah. bit of help from my nutritionist. But, um, <laughs> you know, for, for me, like, I just struggle to hold weight. So I need to, to focus on getting bigger and bigger. But I just think it's awesome what they're doing. And when the opportunity came, up just to help them out, those guys both helped me countless times. Um, Ben's still just the scoring for my competition. So, you know, easy decision.
0: Yeah, yeah, and same reasoning for me doing it as well. I, I've i got to know Ben, obviously working with Giants Live. I've not had the pleasure of meeting Dale yet. I feel yeah. like our, our paths have not just have just not crossed for many, many reasons, um, but I'm sure I will in the future. But it just the work that they those guys put into that competition, and as you say, growing a whole new division for guys. And I think mm. it's the perfect weight class to bridge that gap between 105s and Opens. Because it can be a bit of a big jump, especially when you've got guys walking around at sort of 160, 170 kilos. Yeah. At the, at the top Especially here. now as well, where, where the depth of just talent is crazy. Yeah, man. it's unbelievable. If
1: you're, if you're coming through the ranks, like, you know, don't get me wrong, there's no harm in just jumping in and getting comp experience. But it's not like these 120s are going to be an easier path than... The opens, to be honest, because the level of the athletes doing it incredible. You know, you've got the best 105s in the country, which now don't even need to cut, so they're going to be even stronger than they would be at 105. Um, and then you've got just some crazy, crazy athletes that I've competed against a number of times, and it, it looks just as stacked as any opens comp I've seen, So, yeah, that's a fair play to them, absolutely.
0: So, just just to wrap things up, we'll, we'll let you go in a little bit, but I just want to talk about your aspirations for the next year, year or so, maybe looking f- further yeah. ahead. Where where are you wanting to get to in your strongman journey? So, again, I, I've never been one to set
1: goals in, well, set goals, but not say, you know, I want to do this, I want yeah. to win this. My goal is to do everything I can at Brits and then feel it out, get used to it, so that next year I'll be on the podium, um, Qualify for Worlds 2025, get my first Worlds under my belt, um, and then yeah, basically just keep getting better across the board. Turn into a freak with no weaknesses, um, and you know I've got goals outside of training as well. Like I want to get a gym together in Oxfordshire, um, and then obviously personal life as well. But um, for the time being, just just keep getting better. Just just see where it takes me on this this wild path, and hopefully.
0: Um all the lovely people listening will keep supporting me and see where we get to I'm sure they will and just to reiterate what we said at the beginning of the podcast Paddy's available for any Tron Man shows if any promoters are listening Um he's willing to compete I've whenever. got my bags packed yeah he's ready to go <laughs> short notice it's it's fine <laughs> no but I'm sure you'll have a, a fantastic 2024 I look forward to meeting you in person at Brits I, I will be yes. there on the day Um so it'd be nice to put, actually, see you in person and say mm. hello. Um, but thank you to everybody for taking the time out um, for listening to this podcast. Any final message, Paddy? Uh, No, just go out, be
1: strong as you can,
0: and use code PADDY10. <laughs> hey, <laughs> got to get the plug in there. Uh, but yes, thank you for jumping on, Paddy, and thank you to everybody for listening to this podcast. My pleasure, dude. All the best, guys.